Hey, what's going on? I hope you're having a great day. Thank you so much for clicking on this on the link, however you found this this episode. But this is basically the the first recording of its kind for a podcast that I'm starting uh, because I've realized over the last couple of years I've gone through a lot of growth and a lot of different types of experiences that I think will be valuable for uh, people in their twenties or going into college or right after college and basically dealing with the problems that comes with being someone, you know, from my experience living in America, someone who's in their 20s. Currently, I'm 28, but, you know, my uh, the things that I'll be talking about uh, on this channel goes all the way back to maybe I was, you know, 15, 16, because that's where really the biggest uh, growth opportunity started for me. But, you know, uh, over the last couple of years, I've tried many times to start blog posts and write about my experiences. I've also tried a couple times starting YouTube channels and talking about mostly financial education because my past lies in finance. Um, I studied finance in college. I worked at a bank and also some wealth management firms after college. So for a better part of six, seven years, I've been involved in finance. And so I tried these YouTube channels talking about financial education and how to save, how to invest, how to put money into the stock market without losing your sleep, how to know when to buy and when to sell. And obviously, you know, uh, my education is in the fiduciary uh, world of finance. So basically a little side note of financial education here is that you always want to buy high quality assets hold them for as long as you can and only sell when you need that money and not sell because markets going up and down and also not buying because markets are going up and down you buy when you have uh, disposable income and uh, money to save and you put that into the market you buy high quality assets I personally recommend ETFs, index funds, purchasing high-quality S&P 500 funds, which is the Standard & Poor's fund of 500 biggest companies in the U.S. that's being tracked with this index. You can also buy small companies, medium, uh, middle, sorry, <laughs> mid-cap companies uh, in the U.S., international, emerging markets, and and of course that was the world that I wanted to get into. Uh, more deeply and to teach people about finance so I did I've done I've done these um, experiences before where I want to just sit in front of my computer and just talk so I think the podcast is the best way forward for me because I don't have uh, any pressure of uh, the problems that comes with sitting in front of a camera and also editing I don't like editing I just want to make these uh, voice podcasts and just upload them for you and for myself to go back to and see what I've done. This is mostly for me to practice public speaking, uh, to keep mental notes of everything I've done, and lastly, to share them with you. So my experience started pretty much when I moved to America in 2011. I was 16 at the time, and I was living in Iran. Uh, I grew up in Tehran for most of my life. I've lived there, and... Um, I went to an Iranian school. I went to an all-boys school for all my life. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to private schools growing up in Iran. I have wonderful parents that really helped me grow and gain really valuable experiences throughout my life. And they always try to make me learn things. I think that's the number one um, thing that I learned growing up is the pursuit of learning things. Um, I, at the time, I was really annoyed because my mom always would put me in these different classes for 
piano and learning English and tennis and soccer and this and that. And I was always annoyed at that because I just wanted to stay at home and play video games. But as the years have rolled on, I've realized that this um, curiosity to want to learn new things, to want to go out and um, keep growing and to uh, experience new things and to make new memories and to, you know, meet new people and acquaintances. I think that's really the number one skill that I learned growing up. Um, and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't speak English as well as I do. And if it wasn't for my English, I probably wouldn't have met or gained the... Um, the possible opportunities that I've had over the last couple of years because I genuinely believe, um, and this may be uh, shallow or whatever, but growing up, I had this belief that if I don't have the correct American accent, I wouldn't be able to confidently live in this country. And so I forced myself to have at least as close as possible to an American accent. You tell me what it sounds like. Um, but yeah, for someone who lived in Iran for 16 years, for most of their life, uh, and moved to America, I think I've done a pretty damn good job. Uh, and so, again, it's that curiosity, it's that mindset that you need to be the better version of yourself every day. And again, I am coming off as someone that has their shit together. I actually do not. I don't have a job right now. I haven't had a job, actually, for a long time, since the pandemic. And, uh, you know, uh, I was actually very lazy in school. I was My grades weren't always the best. I always procrastinate on my homework, and so basically the, the reason I'm bringing all that up is that I am by no means a perfect student. I was never um, the best at the things I did. It's just that as the, years, as the years have gone on, I have gained these skills that allow me to focus and to want to grow and to actually want to focus on the things I'm doing instead of being forced to do them by a parent or by a teacher or a coach. So keep that curious mindset alive. Um, when I moved here, I, uh, I went to Beaverton High School for, uh, for two years because I moved here uh, my junior year of high school. So finished my last two years, did horribly on the SATs, but somehow still got into the University of Oregon. So I went there, moved to Eugene and uh, started off as a computer scientist. Uh, sorry, I didn't start off as a computer scientist. Uh, I started off as a computer science major, and the only reason I went into that was because growing up, uh, I've been an apple sheep uh, my entire life, and I've always loved the inspiration that I got from Steve Jobs, so I thought the only way for me to get closer to working at Apple or working for Apple or being someone like Steve Jobs is gain, uh, gaining computer science knowledge, even though now I know that Steve Jobs himself didn't really know computer science that well. Uh, but because of that, I went into computer science. So again, here's number one mistake that I made. Uh, one mistake, you know, I went to computer science. But guess what? A year later, uh, when I was pretty down and I uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do and I knew that computer science wasn't for me, or rather I wasn't for computer science. I don't have the patience or the or the, you know, the mental math or just like any kind of organization skills to be able to write code like that. But something somewhere uh, allowed 
this opportunity for me to meet this person that worked in the banking industry and they uh, asked me to go into their uh, classroom to learn about finance since I was a little lost and didn't like computer science anymore. And so I went into his class and I actually really enjoyed the topic of uh, talking about the stock market. At the time, I didn't even know about the stock market or what the ticker symbols meant. Uh, yeah, looking back, it's actually pretty crazy how little I knew about finance. Even just six, seven, eight years ago when I uh, in 2015 when I switched my major, 2014, 2015. So... It's kind of ridiculous that um, I didn't know anything about stocks and uh, because of that one person I got into that industry and I worked uh, my butt off to uh, you know get up to speed because I was a year year and a half behind everyone else because of my uh, major change and I got involved. I became the uh, VP of Finance for an entrepreneurship club at the, at the school, and then I later on became the uh, president of Financial Management Association, which is a student-run club all around the country, and I was the president of the University of Oregon chapter. And as the president, I was able to bring all these professionals from the financial world to the university to teach, to teach the students about what they actually do on a day-to-day -day basis in their roles and various uh, institutions in finance and also for some people to get that networking ability and to uh, potentially find some jobs which is how I got my first two jobs out of college from actually how I got my for all four of my jobs that I had um, connected to you know the universities because I had one internship during college at Waddell and Reed I actually don't even know if they're around anymore but they were a wealth management RIA firm decent company. Um, I worked there. I Then I worked at Vista Capital Partners in Portland, Oregon. Really good premier RIA. I got that from the from the uh, FMA. I also worked at Washington Trust Bank, which uh, they were one of the uh, six banks that I invited to the University of Oregon to talk about, uh, you know, life and banking. And through them, I got an interview and they flew me to Seattle and, you know, I was able to get that job. And lastly, I worked at Merriman Wealth Management, which was tied to the same person that got me the job at Waddell and Reed uh, while, while I was working in college. So, so got myself involved, uh, showed my curiosity, played the student card, uh, got these extracurricular roles as president of EPF Finance of these various clubs. None of the clubs actually matter what they are. It's just that the experience allows you to be able to reach out to these people and make whatever you want ma to make out of it. You know, if I was the president and I didn't invite these people, none of them would have come. So you actually have to be a good president to be uh, able to facilitate all these events and things for uh, your members to be able to, uh, you know, gain that value for being a member. Uh, that was also really fun for me too, to put a price on membership. So we had a $40 membership fee for for the year uh, and I was actually able to collect a lot of membership and we um, went up to uh, Seattle, uh, um, Seattle from Eugene and went to Microsoft and uh, went to a couple of other uh, firms I actually don't even remember anymore but yeah we put on, put on this whole trip and we went all, all the way up to Bellevue and drove up and uh, stayed in a motel and uh, it was actually really fun and that was all uh, because of the opportunity that I had to be the president, but also for me to seize the opportunity to create value for members. I'm just rambling on, by the way, I'm realizing, but uh, that's only because I'm not organized and I don't have any notes. It's just me sitting in front of my computer right now and I can see my 
uh, you know, the, the voice notes um, thing. Anyway, um, so I did that, and I, uh, after college, I moved to Seattle and worked in bank, uh, actually worked, side note, I lived in Spokane for a little bit, but I don't really like talking about that. I'm, I, so let's talk about Seattle. I lived in Seattle for a little bit, and for two, two and a half years, and um, I worked at Washington Trust Bank, and then Merriman, and at the time, I actually had a girlfriend, so maybe we can talk about relationships, too, in this podcast. I had a girlfriend at the time with a dog and a cat, and, and I was very involved with my job, and it was, it was a very overwhelming time for me, because uh, I was not really happy with my job in finance. Um, I did not like my job. I did not like working in finance anymore, even though I really enjoyed the the material and the content of uh, teaching financial education. I didn't like working in it with all, the, all everything that comes with being in the corporate world. Uh, you know, what color your tie is or what socks you're wearing, what pants and what time you have to be in the office, what time you can't be. And just the actual workload is also super freaking boring. So I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't happy with my relationship. I was pretty overwhelmed with the, the dog and the cat. And I actually didn't like Seattle anymore. Um, uh, I actually don't like Seattle at all. Um, it's very nice to visit for a day or two when it's sunny. But... Overall, it's a pretty depressing place. People are very closed off and don't care about anyone else and very judgmental and also fake. You know, I hate the fakeness of people uh, when they're like, oh my God, I love you. Uh, like, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't need that. And also very racist. I felt the most amount of racism I have ever felt in America in Seattle. And that's pretty funny because they are supposed to be the most liberal. Uh, so, I don't know. They're very subtle, you know. That's that's real racism. Um, anyway, uh, got sidetracked again. So, I had a girlfriend, wasn't happy. So, when the pandemic hit, it was a catalyst for me. Um, it was one of those things where it was a great reset of, okay, everything has stopped. All of my hobbies have gone destroyed because you know i used to play soccer pick up soccer and all the parks were just turned into testing sites and um the there was this chop or chaz thing the capitol hill occupation zone or whatever that they uh um that they did in seattle and that blocked off my entire neighborhood and i couldn't do all the things i wanted to do uh, to clear my mind uh, when I'm down because of the pandemic, because of all the protests and all the craziness that was happening, all the um, all the runs on grocery stores. And again, of course, my most important prize uh, possession is playing soccer and not being able to do that was actually very annoying. So all of that put me in a downward, downward spiral. I'm not here trying to say that I was very strong and everything no i was actually very overwhelmed and down and um my relationship ended a couple of months into the pandemic and that was the final push for me to let go of seattle and that meant um being able to potentially work remote at my job um uh, but uh we came to a mutual conclusion that I'd no longer want to do that because I never see myself ever coming back to Seattle. Um, so just no point. Plus I wanted a break, um, because I had by that point almost six, seven years of continuous work without any breaks because even the summer times I had internships and in school. And again, 
let's not forget moving to America was a big challenge for me. Like that can be tiring where a lot of people don't understand, but like I moved here, I had to learn new things and I had to get new friends and I had to, um, understand the, the lingo and understand new things at school. The way I learned them in Iran obviously didn't translate as well to here for certain topics. So I had to relearn all of that. And then I was also homesick a lot and I didn't have my old best friends anymore. And and so all that was fucking tiring and I needed a break. So in the pandemic, I was really lucky and my investments made a lot of returns. So I quit my job pretty easily and moved to Boston and decided to just live in Boston for a little bit. I didn't really have any plans. Um, you know, these are some of the shocking things that I've done over the last couple of years that people are still confused about, but I have come to this point in my life where I don't need to explain anything to anyone you know that's the best part is that I can do anything I want you once you realize that you can just do anything you want you can do it and you've done it and you don't have to explain it to anyone it's fucking great because I literally moved to Boston without a job without any plans or anything or I just knew my friend that lived in Boston that's it that's all I really had planned. I put everything in two suitcases uh, and sold everything else uh, and just moved to Boston. I moved to Boston and lived in Brookline, Massachusetts. It was my first time ever being in New England. And uh, my first time in New England was my time to move to Boston. So I did that and uh, it was a great time. I met new people who are probably potentially going to be lifelong friends. Uh, I made insane memories that are just impossible to have made for me if I hadn't moved to Boston. Uh, I mean, little things in life where if I hadn't done that, those memories would have never been made. And lastly, I picked up photography as a hobby. At the time, I had an iPhone XS or XS Max or whatever. And, um, you know, the camera is really good. Uh, and I was able to just walk around this beautiful, beautiful city of Boston and Brookline and just walk around the beautiful streets and looking at the amazing cobblestone uh, streets and the brick walls and the freaking houses that are multi-million dollar properties and just taking photos of them, just taking photos of every little thing I see, uh, whether it's the sunrise, sunset, going to the Charles Esplanade, going to BU, going to the North End. Uh, unfortunately, I never went to Cape Cod, but I even went all the way up to Acadia National Park in Maine, went to Portland, Maine, uh, you know, went to New York a couple times, went to uh, Brooklyn. Um, I even was able to go to the Adirondacks. So doing all this cool stuff helped me get better at photography. Like I got practice. It was, it was a way for me to... Um, test out different angles and different colors and different things and at the time I didn't do any editing I didn't know how to edit stuff so I didn't have the eye for it or the skills so this was all mostly just doing raw photography on my iPhone and um, yeah if it wasn't for me quitting my job in Seattle and moving to Boston I wouldn't have picked up photography as life has it for you things just didn't work out and um, sometimes uh, shit happens like that and so I decided to move back to the west coast but this time I wanted to move to Portland because my parents were in, in Portland so I actually lived with them for six months and that was a wonderful experience like when was the last time you lived with your parents for a short period of time after 
joining the adulthood. You know, at first maybe it might seem uh, depressing, but after a while you realize, wow, this is amazing. I get to live with my parents, both of them, making amazing memories and going to different parks to walk around and get coffee and talk about whatever my parents like talking about and going shopping and doing this and that. So um, that was fun. And then after that, I moved in with my best friend uh, to an apartment and things just rolled on from there. I experienced a wonderful life um, of having incredible opportunities to bike around the city of Portland and do photography and meet again new friends and reconnect with old friends and spend time with my family and even get a job at some point. I know I said I haven't had a job in three years, but I did work for like four or five months in finance again. It was one of those things where I felt uh, depressed about my life choices in the middle, so I decided that getting a job would fix it again. I really quickly realized that was a mistake and that it was nothing to do with not having a job. It was all mentally again. So I quit my job again and I started a financial planning company. I wanted to prospect and get my own clients. I worked hard and worked with one of my best friends to build the the marketing material and the branding and the website. And I also worked on the contracts, both for flat fee clients and also assets under management clients. I built my portfolio, my investment doctrine, and everything in a beautiful package. And then I also had to learn the compliance side of things for finance. So I spent a year prospecting and trying to build this company. And you know, a year and a half later, I have closed that business down. You see it, you see this um, trend here is that trial and error. I feel like I've done a lot of trial and error and things work out. Some things, some things don't work out. Uh, you know, I like trying a lot of different things and I don't mind failing and I learn a lot from failing because I learned, especially with this financial planning company I started, I learned how to launch a business correctly. I learned how to do research and how to be fully prepared when you launch your business. I felt for the first time in my life um, that I was very prepared for my business to flourish. It's just unfortunately, I am not a good salesperson. I don't think I'm a good salesperson. I learned that from this failure is that I, no matter how hard I'll try, selling something like um, financial education is going to be hard for me. And it's not because I'm a bad salesperson, it's that I'm too much of a um, educator, academic when it comes to finance. So I don't see why I should charge people uh, (laughs) for information that's readily available online. It's just, I see myself as this messenger from the financial world to regular people to, to see how things actually work and how not to get screwed by the financial institutions. I just want to give that advice for free. I want to give that advice to people I care about for free and the people I don't care about, I don't want to talk to them about finance. I learned about that. I don't care about people's financial well-being when I don't care about them personally. So I'm never going to want to tie myself down to a year or two year contract or whatever and have all their funds come to me and I manage it for them and then you know whatever at the end of the day they won't even implement the things you know it's just super annoying I don't know I personally don't care enough I've learned to be a financial advisor so that's what all it comes down to and all all the while I was working on my photography so I I launched my photography portfolio I've uh, been working on my Instagram I've been um working really hard at making the best 
photos possible, highest quality, thought-provoking photos. And currently, I live in Los Angeles. I moved to Los Angeles on September 1st. Today is October 4th, 2023. So it's been a little over a month. And I already can see my creativity um, expanding. And the photos that I've been able to capture over the last month are some of the best I've ever been able to capture, some of the best edits I've ever done, some of the best composition of framing, and some of the coolest memories that I have now. And that wouldn't have been possible if I didn't quit my job in Seattle, live in Boston, then move back to Portland, then do all the crazy shit that I did while living in Portland, like doing a 23-mile hike in a single day in the Enchantment Forest, going to national parks like Rainier and, and Olympic National Park, doing multiple hikes, many, like countless hikes in the Mount Hood area in Oregon, visiting Seattle a couple times to reconnect with friends, actually, traveling to places like Milan, Barcelona, Istanbul, London, Maui, Kauai. These were experiences that I was able to achieve because of literally everything I told you about. And none of them were impressive, right? Exactly, because I am nowhere near where I want to be and growth never stops. Growth is something that you continually do and it's one of those things where there will be roadblocks, you, there will be failures, there will be decisions you make that will alter your life in ways you never imagined. And you have to have faith that the way you are altering those moments in your life are going to actually work out. You have to have faith in something or else you'll drive yourself crazy and you will quit and go back to your old ways of living. And if that's okay, that's okay. But if you didn't like or you don't like your old way of life, then that could be a good motivation for you to keep going in this crazy creative pursuit that you're going through. And also to remember to not follow people's opinions for your life. People don't know what the hell they're talking about, even for their own life. So why would you care what they say about you unless they're experts in it? Even then take things with a grain of salt because experts are not always experts. Uh, obviously so and I'm not an expert uh, in anything obviously I'm not saying that either but what I want you to get out of this episode is never settle keep growing keep learning Uh, if you're unhappy with your job fucking quit it and get to something better and save your money and invest it so that you can have money to travel and do things and or quit your job or or start a creative pursuit or launch a website or doing this and that so that you're not tied to a job you don't like and lastly just understand that happiness comes from true fulfillment for your everyday work that you do on yourself and if you are not improving yourself you will feel depressed you will just feel like you're not going anywhere so if you're not happy with yourself you won't do a good job at work and and in return you won't be happy so get your shit together for yourself first then focus on your career and i think if you can find something you love truly love you will put in your best effort if you love yourself you will put in your best effort on yourself if you love your job you will put in the best effort on your job 
and that's where true happiness and fulfillment comes from anyway thank you so much for listening to me uh if you have if not it is okay uh i uh i'm excited to be posting these every once in a while i don't even have a name for the show but anyway thank you so much for listening i hope you gained some knowledge uh or some insight from my ramblings and uh until next time take care